Hello and welcome back to At the Kitchen Table with Macro Works. It's me, Burgundy, always along with Coach Trey. Hey guys, <laughs> that was a little rusty. It's I know. Been a while. Yes, I... Um. Anyways, I always want to say this is your co-host, Trey yeah. Finger. <laughs> well, hey, it does um, sound pretty official when you say it that way. I know, though. right? Um. Anyways, this is season two, episode ten. Yes. Look at me remembering. Nailing it. But we are back. We missed last week because, as you know, if you follow us on social media, our lives are literally insane right now with kids and all the things. So so we're just doing the best we can. Um, but we are back with some more member shout outs today. Right. Of course, we always start with member shout outs because that's the best part, in my opinion. So without further ado, let's get started. I'm going to start <laughs> with <laughs> Ashley Evans. She has lost five pounds and is already 25% of the way to her goal, which is amazing. She's working so hard um, and just super consistent and not perfect. There's a difference, but she was a hard worker. She's reaching out when she needs help, and her progress is evidence of that. Yeah, so we're she's super doing proud an of you. Awesome job. She hasn't been here very long, so mm-hmm. yeah, and she is crushing it yes. already. So way to go, Ashley. We're just chis- chiseling away a That's little bit right. at a time, That's baby steps. And you were on That's your right. way. <laughs> and then the next one is Brandy Bell, which I'm so excited she's back. If you don't know, Brandy Bell and I were actually on a program together, so she's like an original OG. I feel like Brandy and I have never really like known each other in real life, but I feel like I've known her forever. (laughs) That's right. So I'm so excited to be working with her again, and she's already hit 10 pounds gone. Um, So it just feels like home every time I talk to her. So I'm super excited to be here with you, Brandy, and super proud of everything you've been doing. This girl works so incredibly hard. Like she's got a job where she's tempted with like lunch with customers and all of these things. I've probably said and that traveling right. and traveling all <laughs> kinds of things like that too. No, but she's, she's just tempted with like company dinners and stuff like that all the time. And she has done such a good job at navigating these and coming up with a way to make it work that even with like, maybe not much encouragement with those type of things. She doesn't care. She's just doing it because she has goals. And it's so good to see. Um, so, so yes, proud of you, definitely. Randy. Good job, Randy. And then the next one on our list is Connie Kelly, another one that's been working super hard and flew past 20 pounds. She hit 22, and she's probably further than that. Some of these shout-outs, if you're listening and you're like, that was like three weeks ago. <laughs> <My these bad>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we literally just like every time we see something good, we just put them on a list. And so our list is huge, and then we pick which ones we're going to shout-out that week. So if you're wondering why these are kind of delayed, that's why. But so this could be more than that, but we're so proud of you. 20 pounds gone is such a huge accomplishment and yeah, just yeah, it's working amazing. so yeah, hard and it's amazing cool. to see. And then I'll let Trey get the next three. Nope. Yeah. The next one on our list is Emily Davis. She is someone, same kind of deal, just super busy working, you know, just got running kids all over, just doing all kinds of stuff, baseball tournaments, all kinds of stuff. And she's at 36 pounds gone, which so is amazing. Awesome. I mean, she is crushing it. I feel like there needs to be like a mic drop. Right? I know. Sound I know. behind she's, that. And she's just learning. <laughs> That's one of the things, too, that she's had a tough time with is navigating all the kids stuff that she's got going on. But she's done a great job of reaching out. And we've really been working with her. And she's doing an awesome job of putting those things into practice. So Absolutely. way to go, Emily. You can obviously see it's working. She's doing a great job. And I just want to point out that like all of these people have real life jobs, real life kids, real life struggles. And it's just such a breath of fresh air 
to not hear them like whining and complaining or making excuses as to why that's why they can't make their health a priority. They see this as why they have to make their health a priority so they can keep up and they can make these things a priority. And that might take a little bit of like planning or prepping ahead of time or doing the extra background work that no one really wants to do, but it's necessary, especially when you're living in a season of life that's just super busy because so many times we hear clients say, well, I'm just too busy. I can't. Uh, we're all really busy and yes, you can, you're choosing not to. And that's what your coaches are here for to help you come up with a system that works for your busy schedule. So the fact that these women and men who are working crazy hours and just going like crazy and being moms and dads and running their kids to games for, I mean, we are there too. We pretty much live at the ballpark right now. But just the fact that they're just stepping up and being like, okay, no, this isn't a reason as to why I can't. This is a reason to why I have to do it this way now. And that's okay. I'm going to adapt and still make my health a priority. And it's amazing to see. And just quick disclaimer too, like with the whole planning, a lot of people getting that in their head that planning is going to take more of their time. It actually makes you less overwhelmed. Yes, it's go, it's, <laughs> it's actually going to do the opposite. Yes, it may take a minute to get to get that plan in place, but once you've got that plan in it's place, smooth selling. Oh my gosh, man, like, it just I was frees just, up so much of your time when you have your day planned out or, yes. or a plan for anything you do. I noticed yesterday, like it was a super crazy, or the day before, Macy had a field trip and it was just one of those days. I had to wake up at four o'clock in the morning to make sure that I could get all my work stuff and fitness stuff done so I could still be a mom and go on this field trip and chaperone for her. And I realized, like, I woke up that morning and I had planned my day ahead of time the night before, but I'd forgotten I had done it because I feel like I'm just on autopilot now. I've created that habit, so I just do it without thinking. But I woke up and I was thinking, like, I was almost panicked because I was in such a rush that I was like, what am I going to have for breakfast? I'm not going to have time to eat breakfast. I can't plan this out. And then I, like, opened my phone and I was like, oh, yeah, I already had this planned out. I know exactly what I'm going to eat. I don't have to think about it. I'm going to throw it together and go. Had I not planned, that day would have been a disaster. And I would have been overwhelmed. I would have been frustrated trying to figure out what worked and what didn't. Instead, I had a plan. Yes, my day was super overwhelming, but that had nothing to do with food. If I'm overwhelmed and stressed by other things out of my control, I'm not going to let my food overwhelm and stress me out too. So planning gives you more food freedom. Planning allows you to plan so you can be successful even if you have a busy day. If you don't plan for those things and busy days are still going to happen, then you're just going to be overwhelmed because you don't know what's going to fit. You're going to end up giving up and it's going to be frustrating. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to get no, off no, on that no, tangent. No, 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 you're good. I think we, yeah, we kind of went off on a tangent <laughs> there for a little bit. That's not what this episode bit, so is sorry about. sorry about that. But someone needed to hear yeah, that today. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, sorry. So no, 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 on. you're good. I'll Next one on our list is uh, Jessica Brighton. She is 15 pounds Ooh, gone. So she is, yeah, just another one that is just really consistent and just doing a fantastic job. So we are super proud of you, Jessica. So keep up the great work. Yeah. And then the last one on our list is Jill Courier. Same kind of deal. She she hit 10 pounds gone and said, nope, blew past that. <laughs> now she's 11.4 pounds gone. So, so Jill awesome. is doing a really, really great job doing lots, you know, asking lots of questions, doing some making just little changes at a time and it's really paying off. And so we're super proud of you, Jill, and everybody that we shouted out today. Absolutely. And even the ones we didn't shout out. Again, we have a super long list. So if you're someone who did something great last week and you're like, oh, I want to hear my name, stay tuned. You may still be on the list. Because (laughs) this, we just literally add them as we're going like madmen, like just typing in names. Like, oh, someone's a lost his mother. So it's all messed up, mixed up. But keep (laughs) listening because you might hear your name. That's right. On the next episode. But 
that's all the shout outs we have for today. So we're just going to get straight into it. Um, so I I was talking, we didn't have this plan for today. So we're kind of winging it. So bear with us. But I feel like sometimes the winged episodes are the best yeah. because we kind of speak from our heart and we're not, you know, it just is coming naturally, yeah. which is what we want from this podcast, by the way. If you haven't noticed, we really never have a plan, <laughs> <laughs> but we want it that way. Anyways, I was talking to a client this morning about having like a dinner with some um, people from work and how she was trying to plan ahead, doing everything she could. And they ended up choosing like a burger place that literally didn't have any options than a burger and fries. And so she was like, well, crap. And so she's already like with a bunch of company people thinking like, I don't want to, you know, make a big scene or be embarrassed because everyone else is eating burgers and fries. And so she's like, I discreetly asked if they would just do like a bunless burger, like a salad bowl with the hamburger patty on it. And then she's like, and they looked at me like I was crazy, but they agreed. And then they brought her out just a hamburger patty. And she's like, can I have some lettuce? (laughs) So they brought her out one piece of lettuce. (laughs) And that, like, I was telling her, like, this is just like the best example of how messed up our society is. Like you go to a restaurant and they think that you're the crazy one because you're trying to make a healthier like option versus the person beside you who is eating a double meat cheeseburger with a milkshake and fries for over 3000 calories for one meal is almost praised in a sense and encouraged that behavior is encouraged. Like that is so crazy to me, but that's kind of what spurred this episode topic because I think that's such an important thing to remember. And she also mentioned how like I was telling her, like, I'm proud of you for sticking with it, even though that was probably really uncomfortable to be the only one out of the group that stood up and said, I don't want to eat this. I'm going to eat this instead. And then like for it to be a big deal when they couldn't bring you lettuce or whatever. And <laughs> like you just still stuck with it. And that's a huge victory because I know my personality, if it's going to cause a scene or like people are going to look at me, it's very easy for me just to be like, I'm just going to go along with it, even though I don't want to, which was a big bad habit that I had to break if I wanted to make progress. So I know how difficult that is. But um, one of the things that she was saying is that like everyone was pretty encouraging, but the thing that gets to her is that a lot of people say things like, um, well, that really sucks that you can't just splurge this one meal or that is really like you look fine. Why are you dieting? Or um, man, that stinks that you have to do this and blah, blah, blah. So my response to that was, well, then they don't understand why you're doing this because why do healthy people that are already at their goal weight eat healthy? when they don't have like weight to lose like that I, that's so crazy that concept to me that people think that like that you're deprived because you're not eating crap all day yeah. or you're not splurging like on you're these huge cheat out meals because yes. you didn't eat you're donuts not, and pizza exactly you're like you, know? you are not living life because you are not eating this crap when in reality we are the ones that are actually living you're yeah. not like you're the ones that feel really bad not you, if you're listening to this, I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying like in general, the people who are saying these kind of things, which used to be me. I used to feel sorry for people who had to eat healthy all the time. Um, I remember having that thought like, how am I going to make it without eating a chicken fried steak? I can't eat. That's my favorite thing in the world. Poor baby. How are you going to make it? (laughs) I can't believe I was 260 pounds. I know. know? I can't believe I was 100 pounds overweight and I couldn't uh, go without my greasy burrito. If if you've listened to episodes before this, you know what I'm talking about. You mean I can't eat a large Little Caesars pizza, the whole thing? Like if you haven't listened to our episode about what our eating habits used to be, I don't know exactly what episode, but it's titled like how we used to eat or something like that you need to go back and listen because then you'll understand what we mean by how we've been there too and thought that we couldn't be different but now we know on the other side of how like narrow-minded thinking that was but the reason like that 
that got me thinking about like people lose sight of why people are eating healthy. And I think that that's a big misconception that we're only eating healthy because we're trying to lose fat or we're only eating healthy because we want to have six packs or whatever, look a certain way, which yes, those are great goals too. And they're needed and necessary in certain situations if you need to lose weight, obviously, if you're not healthy, but that's not the overall goal. Like I feel like when I first started my health journey, that was my goal. Like literally I weighed 200, over 230 pounds. Um, not very tall. So I'm probably about above two, <laughs> five, three on a good day. So I was re- very overweight. Um, I was very unhealthy, didn't feel good. So I needed to lose weight. That was my goal when I first started. I didn't care what it took. I wanted to lose body fat. And then when I actually did lose that body fat, then I was the fittest I'd ever been in my life. I think my lowest I got was like 115, which is insane. I just kept going because I felt great. But then I got to 115 and I was like, whoa, I've gone too far. (laughs) So then I went back up and reverse dieted in a healthy way, obviously, to get around like my happy weight, which is it's irrelevant. doesn't matter. But anyways, I'm at my happy weight, my healthy, happy weight. And so, which is not 115 for me personally, might be for you. It was not good on my body. I didn't feel my best anyways. <laughs> so then when I got to that point and I was doing fitness really well, and that was my passion, then my goal, I thought was I want to look freaking shredded. I want a six pack. I want to have all the muscles. I don't care what it takes. I don't care if I'm eating crap food. I'm still hitting my macros and that's good enough for me because my only goal right now is to look shredded. That was it, (laughs) which is so like, and that's a great goal too. Again, like it's not bad to want to be shredded. It's not bad to want to have a six pack, but you're, you're losing, you know, just, just thinking about that, just like that. So we've had some people that we've worked with at the, in the past, they were like, okay, well, I have this body fat percentage, but I still have high blood pressure. Yeah. Why is that? Exactly. And you're like, well, you're it's missing the point. It's because you are out training your bad diet. Yes. You know, like, so there, that was really like a, an eye opening thing for me because seeing these people and, and, and how, how ripped they were yeah. and saying, Hey, well, how do I fix this problem? You're like, <laughs> Oh, Which just goes to show, even if you're hitting your macros consistently and losing weight, that doesn't mean, that doesn't equal that you're healthy. And we've had a whole podcast topic about this a couple episodes back too, if you want to listen to that, about what we mean by like the, if it fits your macro standpoint and how we don't agree with that. If you want to hear more details on that, we've already talked about it, but that's why, because you're still eating crap, even though you're eating less crap, you're losing weight, obviously, if you're in a a caloric deficit, but you're still eating crap. So that was me. I looked, I was in the best shape. Well, I looked like I was in the best shape of my life, but I still, by three o'clock in the afternoon, I felt like I had to have 10 energy drinks just to be able to function and be a mom and do things with the kids. Um, I was so tired at the end of the night, but I couldn't sleep. Like I had all these things that were pointing to not health and I didn't even know it. I just thought it was normal to feel that way. It's not. You shouldn't be crashing at 3 p.m. and think you have to have tons of caffeine to keep going. That's not a good indicator that you're getting enough nutrients in your food. And that was me. So then I had to really kind of sit back and reflect on what my goal was. And so when someone asks me now, like, oh, that's really sad that you can't have those things or, oh, why you, why are you trying to lose weight? Like you're healthy now. Like I'm not, I eat healthy because I want to be healthy. That's it. I don't have, you don't have to eat healthy to try to lose fat. That's that's just the cherry on the top. But for me, now we're going to get a little personal here (laughs) for me. 
my why is so much greater than just losing body fat. Like again, yes, that was my primary goal, but I still log my food. I'm still very health conscious with what I'm putting into my body, even more so now I feel like than when I was actually trying to lose weight because it's more important to me now because I have a better grasp and aspect on why I'm actually doing this since I've been working on my health throughout these last like seven years, pretty much when I've been really focused on bettering my whole life inside and out. And so for me, going through these stages of like different goals and why they were my goals has really made me see reality for why our goals should be what they are. And for me, looking back on my family history, um, if you know me personally or follow me on social media, you probably know that my biological dad passed away pretty recently. Um, I didn't have a very good relationship with him, so I won't get into tons of details about that um, just out of respect. But for all of that family. But I will say that like genetically, he, I mean, I don't know the actual cause of death, but in my opinion, he just never really took care of himself in like a nutritional standpoint or fitness standpoint. And his body just got to the point where it literally just stopped working. Um, He was really unhealthy. He, um, at his death, weighed over 400 pounds. Um, And so, and I mean, I'm I, again, like no disrespect. This is just me personally talking about like why this is important for me because looking at your genetics, like that is what I am predisposed to like turn into. That would be my legacy. Like that's, that's what I would, that's the path I would go on if I didn't take control of my health. And I know that's true because I got to 230 pounds when I wasn't trying to take care of my health. And I was only getting worse from there very fast. I did not feel my best. And I was going down that same path. And for me realizing that and realizing that like, it's up to me to break those chains, not only for myself, but for my children too, because that's their genetics as well. And that to me, outweighs ever having a six pack again. It outweighs losing weight. It outweighs everything. And so for me, that's why I take care of myself now. That's why I move my body. That's why I work out consistently. That's why I eat very good nutrient dense food the majority of the time. Not because I have some silly superficial goal, but because I want to be the grandma that's running around with my grandkids one day. I don't want to be the grandma that they're having to take care of because she didn't take care of herself when she had a chance. I don't ever want my kids to have to bury me early because of something that I could have had control over, but I chose not to, which is my health and my nutrition. And I know that sometimes your health is taken away out of your control which is another reason that this should be your why, because this is a very um, attainable thing to change. Like your food habits, your nutrition habits have so much to do with a lot of illnesses that people don't even realize. And if you could change your eating habits and be more health conscious, like you're, you would flourish. And for me, I refuse to let that be my reality. I refuse to have my children Um, not have a mom that can actually live and do life with them who just feels so bad all the time because she's eating herself to death. Like that is not going to happen. And so that's why I took a stand. That's why I still eat healthy, even though I may look like I'm skinny or I may look the part. Like, so yes, like it may seem like to you that like, oh, that's sad that you can't have ice cream when reality is I can have ice cream. I choose not to. I don't want that crap in my body. And so that's the difference. And I feel like society now is so messed up to where if you don't eat the ice cream or you don't eat the pizza or you don't eat the 3000 calories for one meal, like you're the problem. You're the one that's not normal. Like something's wrong with you. Like we're deprived. We're deprived. (laughs) We're the ones not living life to the fullest when it's quite the opposite. Like I get up in the morning and I feel great. I go on a run and I feel great. Like, and 
<laughs> if you would have said those two things in the same sentence when I wasn't healthy, like I would have laughed in your face. Like I couldn't even get up from my bed and walk to the couch without feeling like crap. Now I get up, I go in the morning and I get my endorphins going and I feel great. I come and I work and then the kids come home from school. I get to work out and feel great while I'm working out. The kids come home and I still have tons of energy and I'm running around with them and I'm able to be the mom that they deserve. I'm taking them to practices. I'm doing their homework with them. I'm running around. We're going on family walks in the afternoon. Like we're playing outside. That is living. Eating a double meat cheeseburger with french fries and a milkshake is not living. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. so for you, Trey, like I feel like you kind of have a similar situation like with your family being predisposed to certain illnesses and obesity and all of these things too and so i'll let you take over on why like eating healthy is important for you it yeah. has nothing to do with fat loss no i mean that was one of the things like that i noticed you know as i was getting older and as you know as i i'd already lost all my weight and i but i still just wasn't feeling great and you know there's still kind of like burgundy we were both really training hard but and we were meeting our targets and things like that but we weren't eating good quality food so i still I wasn't seeing the gains that I thought I was, you know, that I should be seeing in the gym. I wasn't gaining much muscle. Mm -hmm. I was, I was really fit. I had lost a bunch of weight and, you know, I got down to a point where I had a six pack and I was feeling good, but at the same, or like, like looking good, but I didn't really feel good. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm, I'm just that guy that kind of, I nerd out over all kinds of things, <laughs> and, you know, and then once I started to see, you know, like my, my health improving and some of those, you know my health markers were still high, you know, like blood pressure. And then, you know, so I start, so I just dug into those things and, you know, why am I still, you know, have high blood pressure, have high triglycerides? Why is my cholesterol elevated? Things like that. Those, those kinds of things, you know, I kind of just started really diving into. And that was kind of what led me to, you know, to, to kind of sit and reflect on like family history for me and, knowing that there's things that I can do that can actually help with, you know, cause okay, just, just so well, what really spurred this on is my granddad, uh, my mom's dad, he had, uh, Alzheimer's mm -hmm. and, you know, he was somebody that, you know, was really fit, always worked hard. He was a building contractor. So he was just always really fit mm -hmm. and, you know, just constantly working. But I, you know, just, I never really saw, you know, really paid much attention to how he was eating. But what is, as I got older, I kind of noticed like, man, you know, he wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but you know, he ate a lot of processed things, just easy things, you know, not, not a huge deal, but just seeing, you know, just trying to think about what I could do differently. Cause I just saw what the life was like for my mom and for my grandma and for just our family and just how tough that was yeah. to just see him withering away. And, you know, it was really tough. And so I, I read this book and it's called uh, Genius Foods. And I saw this guy on a podcast and he was, you know, he wrote a book and his mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and, you know, and so he was a, this is investigatory. That's a good word. That is a good word. Wow, it it may impressed. not be the right word. <laughs> Investigative journalist. Really I don't know, but he's a journalist. And so he, you know, and he went to these appointments with her and they were like, Oh yeah, take all these thirteen different medicines, and <laughs> which is another problem with our society. Yeah, and then that was in two. They were saying like there's about a ninety percent chance of these not working. And he's like, wait, 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 not working or working? And they're like, yeah. oh no, no, that's so that's ten percent chance or this is going to actually just help. Eat healthy. And so that was kind of what what he went through. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well, that's not good enough for me. <laughs> and he's like, my mom is struggling, and I see her withering away quickly. And he's like, we've got to do something different. 
And, you know, sadly, you know, his mom passed away pretty soon after that. She yeah. didn't last very long, but that led him down this like rampage of knowing more and how he could help and which is really cool that he did that you know what's so the he's, book called again in case called, people yeah, want to buy it well, he's written several books now okay. so it started with a book called genius foods that's what you started that's with, where right? i started yeah. with yeah so he, he wrote a book called genius foods and then he wrote another one called genius life mm-hmm. and then just recently finished i think he's putting out another one it's like i think it's like genius foods but it's a uh, it's a cookbook and yes. so he's actually giving you healthy tips but it all came down all the research he was doing like the majority of it was coming to now, coming down to what we were eating. Yeah. You know, and which is, I feel like it says everything, like everything comes down to what we're eating. Yeah. Like most it, of the time it's pinpointed to the kind of stuff you're eating on a daily basis consistently. Exactly. And so, and then it got me thinking too, cause in my, on my dad's side of the family, you know, I have a great uncle that had Parkinson's and my aunt par- par- currently has Parkinson's mm-hmm. another cognitive disease. So it's just like, okay, so we, I am, double whammied on both sides <laughs> with these p- potential cognitive diseases. And I don't want that to be something that my kids have to ever deal with, you know, have yeah. to have to work through because, you know, the sad part is, is they had to have a lot of help and, yeah. you know, and so I, I don't want to have to be that on my family if there's something that I can do to help yeah. that. And so that's what really kind of drove me down the whole eating healthier getting better sleep, just so much, just those kinds of things. The basics, which is another episode that we've talked about. Like the basics are so simple, but everyone thinks that it has to be some complicated, like extreme fix to be able to be healthy. Like, no, you just need to get better sleep, get some fruit and vegetables in you. Move your body. Move your body. Like get some sunlight. You're basically a plant. Like (laughs) pretend you're a plant and take care of your body. (laughs) A plant that moves. Yes. A plant that moves. (laughs) That's it. That's really what it is. What it kind of comes down to. And it's, it's way simpler than people give it credit you know they yeah they think it has to be this expensive you no. know difficult and you know really hard thing because to that's work what through. society has told us yeah. our whole lives like that's what we're programmed to believe because fast food restaurants want you to come to them and spend your money on those things that are easy to get because they're cheaper and they're good and all of these things quick and, and quick and easy, easy and, convenient. And, yeah, and convenient and that's what they sell to you and so and myself included like don't get me wrong like we still have those like things in our head but we have a better overall picture of why we're doing this because of our family history and that's why we do it and when you do something so consistently forever like I talked about like logging my day ahead of time or like going on a walk in the morning like those things now just are second nature because I've done them for so long I don't even think about it I just do it Um, but that's the same thing with eating healthy at first it sucks like you don't want to do those things it's new it's, it's not what your habit is you like it yes, first it can be overwhelming just just because it's new right. but if you stick with it and you keep trying to find systems that work eventually it's not hard it's just who you are sorry I was no, no, off no, track. you're Go good ahead. no that's that I mean that was pretty much where I was going you know but I think another thing too like talking about family histories and like I can't tell you how many times like I've heard from my our own family members and also a lot of clients like this is just who we are like we're just we're just big people people. like our whole family's big like we're there's nothing we can do about it it's in our genetics like no you are a family that has poor eating habits that's your genetics like if you just change your eating habits and don't eat crap food every single day then you wouldn't have those genetics like and I feel like we a lot of times we get this mentality almost like we're victims in our own circumstances. Like, well, my dad was big or well, my mom's big or well, my granddad did this or, or blah, I've blah, blah. I've always been big. I've always or, been yeah, big. Yeah. My whole family has. So where we almost justify our bad behavior or not bad behavior, but like our <laughs> unhealthy, unhealthy choices. Yeah. Um, 
because that's just who we are. Right. When that's not reality, that's something that you can change. That is not something that is handed down to you and you have to just take it. No, like you can choose to break the cycle. And that's what we did. Like we decided that that's not, we were both on that path. Like, and so we finally, like something woke us up. And for me, I've talked about this before too, about the wake up call for me was Macy when she was two, seeing me cry after I didn't know she was watching. And it was the first time I'd stepped on a scale after, um, I'd figured out what my weight was at the doctor's office when Brody was like six weeks old. And I saw 200, it was over 230 And I obviously knew I was unhealthy, but I didn't know it was that bad. And I just remember like seeing that number and just, oh my gosh, what have I done? Like I'm tearing up now thinking about it because I remember that feeling like it was yesterday. But that was the moment for me that changed everything because I remember crying and turning around and seeing my little girl who was two (laughs) makes me cry. But and thinking in that moment, she was mimicking me crying because she saw me. And I just had this moment where I thought, if I don't change this reality for us, she's going to be exactly where I'm at and have this exact feeling one day in her life and have to go through life with these food issues. And I refuse to let that be her reality. And so I'm going to change my life so I can change theirs too. Yeah. You know, and that's the cool thing about this. Ugh, sorry. No, no, I you're good. I cry every freaking you, time. <laughs> I was going to give you a break and let, <laughs> you, you. let you gather yourself. I'm good. But no, no, no. We're emotional, <laughs> okay? Like, let's just all come to terms. And Burke's right. probably going to cry if I talk about kids or family history, okay? <laughs> but that's, you know, that just kind of shows the passion that we have about it. You know, it's it's not a, a something we we, you know, necessarily feel like we want to do maybe we do want to but it's mostly a need like honestly a need to feel like to because I just think about like with with our boys you know I just think about like when I grew up like me growing up I was really active I was always you know I stayed busy I did you know I was constantly moving always involved in things and but man it was like the second that I stopped it but I you know I just never ate well and it wasn't anything that, you know, my parents thought they were doing the best they could for us with just quick and easy stuff. And, you know, they didn't know either of like that, hey, these things are going to be things that could uh, potentially, you know, set me up for, you know, tough, tough times later. But it's like the second I stopped moving, like when I graduated high school and quit playing all the sports and I went and then, and then I just stopped exercising and those mm-hmm. kind of things, man, the weight just started <laughs> piling on. I it didn't change any way that I was eating at all. It just like the second I stopped moving all of my weight just started piling on. So I started thinking about that, like with our boys, especially Grayson, our oldest, he's just the pickiest kid and doesn't really like healthy food. But the, like the healthiest things that we can think of for him are, you know, that he likes chicken. So we think, you know, it's like, okay, well he, I can make him a grilled chicken leg or I can, he does, he, he doesn't really like vegetables, but he does like fruit. So we're just going to keep doing the best that we can to get him things that he likes and, you know, just things, you know, just trying to work and do our best, but that's not always, you know, easy to do, but, uh, yeah, just, it's just one of those things that we saw what we were doing. We saw, you know, where our life was going, what we, you know, we just, we're, we're really good at like looking ahead and thinking about what, you know, I guess it's one of those things as an adult, you start, you get really good at like looking ahead and planning and being a little bit better about, you know, just not living in the moment you know, like you do when you're a kid, but that's just something that it just causes us to do a lot of thinking, a lot of goal setting, you know, just planning and, you know, cause we just don't want 
We just want our, our kids to have the best, life, best quality life that God's going to allow them to have while they're on earth. And just that's, that's what we want. You know, the, I, you know, I had another friend that told me, like, healthy people can't build houses. And healthy people can't, you know, it's hard for them to serve others. And healthy people can't climb stairs. You know, just like, I just started thinking about those things. Like, man, they're absolutely right. You mean unhealthy people? I think you said healthy people can't. Oh, I'm sorry. Unhealthy people. My bad. Sorry. No, I no. just had to run Glad back. Glad you're back. Came in. I have no clue what you're talking about. No, no, you're Speaking good. of picky kids, when I left off, that was Grayson calling me from school asking if we brought his lunch because he forgot it at home. What? Well, I, I know you did. That, I just called back yeah. and told him. Anyways, speaking of picky kids, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm back. Yeah. No, no, no. But that's that. But all that to say, everything that we've done to change our lifestyle has not just been for us. It's for our entire family. It's yes. the legacy that we want to leave. You know, there's, it's not just, you know, leaving a legacy just isn't, you know, setting your kids up well for their financially future financially, things like that. you know, those kinds of things or, or teaching them, you know, life skills. Yeah. Those are important, but being healthy is a life skill. Yes. You can't, you know, if you want to be overweight and unhealthy and miserable, then, you know, do what society tells you to That's do. That's such a good McDonald's point too, because follow those things. Because I mean, as parents, we're always so concerned about like social media influence and like fi- like teaching our kids and equipping them well for the future. And I feel like the biggest thing that we need to be equipping our kids with is something that all of us fall, sh- most of us fall short on, like teaching them how to be healthy, which is something that like it wasn't intentional that I wasn't taught. It wasn't like out of a bad place. I just was never taught what healthy meant. I didn't know why it was so important to get fruit and veggies. I didn't know why it was bad to eat all of these heavily processed foods. No one ever told me why. And so of course I wanted cake. I wanted cupcakes. I wanted Oreos. Like it tastes better. It tastes better. And then the (laughs) commercials on the TV were telling me I wanted those things. And so we have such a huge battle like spiritually and with social media and all of these things that our kids are exposed to that we weren't exposed to every single day, which is another topic that I'm really passionate about. But even so more so with the food that they're eating, like this stuff is going to seem normal to them unless their parents are telling them it's not and that this is actually normal by doing it themselves and leading by example, because your kids aren't going to be healthy if you're not. Yeah. Like, I mean, you might get lucky, but reality is they probably aren't going to have healthy habits if you're, all of your habits are unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so to wrap it up, I think a good question to ask yourself if you're listening to this and you're struggling with your why, or you feel like you're going to quit every time you don't see a new low, or you had a bad week or a bad day. Um, when your why is so much bigger than that, quitting is not even an option because it's not something that you're doing temporarily. Like it's your life and you don't quit like living life. And so to me, like, that's so crazy that people are like, this girl was up today. I had an off day. I'm going to quit. Like what? No, that should be, that should be what drives you to push. Like it makes no (laughs) sense. And so, but the reason I think that it's not even like an option for us is because of our why. So my challenge to you, if you're listening to this and you're struggling to stay on track or be consistent or change your lifestyle, whatever it is, I want you to ask yourself, like, what is the legacy I'm going to leave behind for the ones who love me? Am I, am I going to be on my deathbed and my kids are going to be at my funeral giving their speech and be like, I am so glad that my mom had a six pack. No. (laughs) And my kid's going to sit there and be like, I am so glad that my mom ate herself to death and was super unhealthy and couldn't play with us. That would be awful. Like, And I know that's silly to even say that would never happen, but I'm just saying like, that's not the legacy I want to be remembered by. I want to be remembered by a person who loved and valued her life and self-worth so much that she 
prioritized her health so she could live a life she wanted. I want to be remembered as the mom and the grandma that was able to run with her grandkids till the day she died peacefully in her sleep because she took care of herself when she was able to and capable of doing so. And I want to be remembered by someone who wasn't afraid of hard work and someone who did work hard for what she believed in and was passionate about, not someone who just quit because it was hard or didn't do hard things because it was a challenge. Like, I don't want my kids to remember that of me. I want to lead them down a path where they know that working hard is good and that eating healthy is normal. And it's just what we do because that's what their parents did. And also like, Another challenge is to look at your family history. Like, are you following in the footsteps of your parents just because that's what they did or your grandparents or whatever? Like, are you following them because that's just what you think you have to do because that's just how it's always been? Then ask yourself, like, look at their life and say, is that the life I want for myself too? Because that's where I'm going. But remind yourself that you have the power to break those chains if you want to. You can change your life just because your whole family is overweight doesn't mean you have to be as as well. And so a good thing to use as a motivator motivator for that (laughs) is to remind yourself that if you break those chains and show them that it's possible, they might follow your lead too. And you might not only change your life, but you can change your entire family's life. And that is something to be celebrated and something that should make you want to change your life, in my opinion. Um, But as always, we want to hear from you guys. Um, So... If you have a topic you want us to talk about next week or in the upcoming weeks, please let us know. We love doing this, but we want to make sure that we're serving you guys and giving you what you want. And so if you want to hear about something or you're like, hey, this isn't interesting, let us know. We love any feedback, good or bad, because we want this to be something that you want to listen to and that is encouraging for you. Um, and you can always give us questions or concerns as well. That's but right. we love you guys and we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.